And we're back. And in case you thought you dropped into the podcast halfway through, I mean, we're back from a little break we took over the holidays to give you the flat chat rep again. Hello, Sue. Hi, Jimmy. Nice to be back. Happy New Year. And the same to you. And today we're going to be talking about, I think, a flaw I found in the New South Wales strata regulations. And you've got something about apartment sales. That's right. There's a huge uh, report on apartment and house prices this week by Domain. And there's a new piece of hardware being used for the flat chat right now. Yeah? It's a clock. So we're, <laughs> we're going to try and keep it tight. People seem to like podcasts that last less than half an hour. Okay, So we'll right. keep it tight, keep it snappy, keep it going, keep it light, keep it funny, keep it short, keep it sweet. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the Flat Chat column for the Australian Financial Review and edit the Flat Chat website. And I'm Sue Williams, a property writer with Domain. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. There's been a big report about the difference between apartment prices and house prices. Yeah, the latest Domain House report came out last week and it showed house prices surging remarkably all around the country, but unit prices either rising a little bit or even falling in some areas. So the gap between house prices and unit prices have now has now reached a record 66%. Right. So houses, a median, the median house price is 66% more than the median unit, unit price, which is the biggest gap they've ever had. Why is this happening? Dr Nicola Powell, the research analyst with Domain, says it's for a number of reasons. Investor activity is down and it's mostly investors mostly buy apartments um, because uh, rents are down mm. and uh, they're possible tenants. The number of tenants are down as well because... We don't have overseas students coming in. We don't have people migrating here, and they usually go and live in apartments as well. People are moving to regional areas and coastal areas because they want more space, or they're moving out of apartments because they want more space in a house as well. And they want to be able to work from home, so they need to study. So Um, there's a COVID effect in this, people working from home. COVID effect, yeah. 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 And there's... I mean, there was a really big move towards um, apartments, but it seems that COVID has kind of slowed that down yeah. and accelerated the trend for people to get to go on sea changes and tree changes where they're more likely to be living in houses. And is there an element in that of people just not wanting to live too close to other people? Um, I think that's a possibility, yes. People are a bit nervous about densely populated areas suddenly. I mean, mm. we've seen the CBDs of all our major cities really suffering. Yeah. People moving out the CBDs to, to the fringe areas or to the outer areas yeah. of the cities. So the prices are going up because demand is going up on like the beach suburbs and things like that. That's right. And bigger houses because people want more space. And yeah. that kind of makes sense. Is there an element also of people like a lack of confidence in apartments because we've had so many horror stories you know we've had the flammable cladding thing we've had the mascot towers towers, the opal tower and all that are people just going this is too risky i think i think it really has unnerved a lot of people but 
I mean, I would argue that people should have more confidence now in apartments than at any time in our past mm-hmm. because we've got the building commissioner now who's looking at all buildings. In New South Wales. In New South Wales, yes. And But that that is something that is, is bound to spread to other states and territories as well, we think, mm-hmm. because everybody's had problems with apartment defects. It's just that New South Wales has probably had the most critical and the most eye-catching problems at first. Yeah. But, I mean, cladding in, in Victoria really jumped into the headlines as well because of, of their building that had problems, mm. uh, cladding fire there. I mean, we've had the building commissioner who's really active at the moment. I think just last week he closed down another apartment site right? Um, because he found really bad structural defects. So he came in and just stopped work on the whole thing. So wow. People should have a lot more confidence now in apartments. Because there's somebody out there. Looking out for them. Looking out for them, yeah. And when you look at, at houses with new builds to houses, you've not, not got anybody really looking out for those. So um, there's an argument to say you should have more confidence with apartments than even houses. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. And there is another element with uh, people, people who are not familiar with apartments, but the big scare thing, the big shock thing for a lot of people who buy apartments is levies. Yeah. Like the very, the fact that they have to pay them. Like they think, I've bought my apartment, terrific, I can just forget about it now. And then <laughs> three months later, they get the first levies bill and they go, hang on, what's this? Yeah, that's true. But there's been these new figures come, came out just this week as well by the Crown Group. Now, obviously, they have an interest in making apartments seem much cheaper than Because houses. they build and yes, sell apartments. Exactly. <laughs> but they, they, they did a really interesting thing. They calculated how much... Um, building insurance would be if you had a house mm-hmm. um, and they kind of looked on finder.com.au to, to find out what the average median insurance cost would be. Yep. They looked at gym membership, the price of gym membership, the price of having a gardener, if the gardener came in a couple of times a week to look after your lawns and also if you had a pool, right. the, the maintenance of the pool, how much that would cost you and also then general maintenance and cleaning and repairs and, yep. and looking after a house. Which, cleaning the gutters. Yes, that's right. And I mean, we don't, we haven't calculated the, the time, the cost in time of all that, but that does take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But then if you've got an apartment with those kind of same jobs to do, right. they, they estimated how much that is. Okay. And there was a huge gulf between them. Right. Um, they said the average annual house owner fee ranges between 12000 dollars and $17,900 a quarter. Wow. Oh, sorry, that was the annual. That's that's, that's the it, year. annual, annual, yeah. A year. Yeah. <laughs> the clue lay in the word annual. Yes. And then the annual strata levies for an apartment, and they use their own waterfall by Crown as a, as a guide, are between 3,000 and 7,280. Right. So, so I noticed they've included things like gym membership and a gardener, as you said, but not everybody is a member of a gym. Not everybody employs a gardener. Some people uh, like to do their gardening. Some people don't like to go to the gym. Yeah, so you have to take we, the figures yeah, with a pinch of salt, yeah, really. It's, I mean, you, you don't want to be comparing ducks and apples here, but it does show you that at the very least, it's not costing you any more to live in an apartment. No, not at all, because it, if you look at the apartments that they're, look, that they're talking about, they have a pool, they have a gym, they have a, an outdoor cinema, they have a a barbecue area, they have communal spaces. So they kind of have all these things as well. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but it's kind of worthwhile looking at it because strata levies are often not as horrendous as some people feel they might be. There's an interesting thing right at the end of this. It says the average annual cost of levies is 0.5 to 1% of the value of 
the apartment of the home. Mm. And they, people have constantly been asking for some sort of reference guide. Am I paying too much in levies? Am I paying too little? And because there's so many variables in there, including things like how many lifts do you have? Do you have a pool? Do you have a gym? Mm. Do you have a concierge? That uh, there's nobody has yet come up with one of those, you know, those fantastic things when you go, you think I'm going to change my credit card and you click on it mm. and it says, well, this is the interest that you'll be paying and these are the points that you'll get and you can actually compare like for like. Nobody's done that yet. And I know Victor Dominello was talking about it years ago, doing it for, for New South Wales. There are so many variables, but that is the one thing I think that we have said for years on Flat Chat. It's between a half a percent and one percent of the value of the home is what you should be paying in levies. If it's way above that or way below, there's something wrong. Mm. So on that estimate, it would take about 100 years to pay the same amount as the place is worth. Yes. And how many times will the capital value increase within 100 years? <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. My head's about to explode. <laughs> That's right. But when I say let's hear it for apartments, you know, people saying they want more space so they move to a house. But some of those people, I think, haven't been to an apartment lately because mm. the new apartments, some of them may, may look, they might have quite a small space, floor area yeah but the thing is they they're designed really really well these yeah. days really yeah. efficiently and effectively so there, there's no big wasted space there's no long corridors like you mm. can have in old federation houses mm. with rooms off of them they, they just work really well and while they might seem smaller when you compare them to the floor space of houses they might actually feel a lot bigger and it's you might be able to do much more with that space it's funny you should say that because we were at a friend's house recently and they've got a federation house and it's kind of listed at the front they can't change the front but they've extended out at the back and they've got their kitchen living area and we're standing in the middle of it going this could be an apartment yes <laughs> this, they, you could take this room out and put it 15 stories up in a building and it would feel right for an apartment so people are probably living an apartment lifestyle in houses without realizing it yeah and yeah. paying a lot more a lot more for yeah. it and as well when we can start to travel again hopefully you know maybe next year hopefully with an apartment that great um, possibility of just locking up and leaving it yeah. and not having to worry about it somebody else is going to look after it you know you don't have to think about it really yeah. whereas in a house you're always thinking about Wondering what's about happening it. happening when you've gone this lock up and leave only works if you don't have cats well. Got to remember the cats. <laughs> you have to lock them up somewhere else yeah. and leave them. Yeah. So, what's this flaw you found in um, legislation about apartments? Okay, it's New South Wales regulations, which are attached to the New South Wales strata laws. The strata laws define different kinds of renovation. Um, there's cosmetic, which is basically sticking a nail in a wall to hang a picture, things like that. There's minor or non-major renovations, which are things where you can say, I'm putting in a new kitchen, I'm not changing the plumbing or anything, and all you have to do is tell the committee that uh, you're going to do this and tell them how you're going to do it and when you're going to do it and get their approval. So that's like changing the kitchen cupboards and things. Yeah. It's not yeah. strong renovations like not taking out changing walls. the floors and yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then there uh, are major renovations which in, which involve bylaws. Um, because you're changing common property, uh, you have to put a bylaw in place and get you know special resolution passed. And usually that involves you taking responsibility for the ongoing maintenance of the changes to common property. And that's like we've just recently renovated our bathrooms and... Uh. Uh, when we'd almost finished, the last tower rail was being put on and um, somebody drilled through a water pipe yes. and managed to flood two apartments, Down below uh, 11 us. floors below us, yes. Yes, so that that's was a why solitary tale. <laughs> and it wasn't me, I was not behind the no, drill. No, no, that's good, yeah. that was great. You did offer to do it, but I'm so glad you didn't do I'm it and so the work person also, did it instead. Although I wouldn't have drilled through a pipe, but that's a whole other story. Oh, I think you may have done. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Somebody had written to us on the flat chat forum and said they want to put thicker glass in their windows and sliding doors um, because of noise from a nearby railway line. And they approached their strata committee and the strata manager and said, look, double glazing in the strata regulations specifically says this is a non-major, this is a minor renovation, double or triple glazing, right? Yeah. And they said, well, I am not even want double glazing. I just want thicker glass. And their strata manager has said, well, that is not what the regulation means. The regulation applies to secondary double glazing. Did you know the difference? Is that where you just kind of put a sheet on over the regular sheet that's there? It's not proper double glazing, which is the proper... Sealed unit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's two basically two kinds of secondary double glazing. One is the clip-on magnet, it's actually called magnetite, uh, mm. one of the brands where you it, you clip on uh, a frame with glass in it onto your existing window, th which works. It's very effective, except that if you want to open the window, you have to take the whole thing off. Mm. And the other kind of secondary double glazing is where if you have the windows and a, a sill inside the window, you can build another window into that sill and it matches frame by frame the existing window. So if you want to open the windows, you open the inside window, you open the outside window. And that is incredibly effective, funnily enough, for sound insulation. Mm. It's probably, and, and the people who sell this stuff say it's more effective than sealed double glazing for sound insulation. Seal double glazing is great for keeping heat in or keeping heat out. It's terrific for that. But, you know, the, so secondary double glazing has its functions and it's cheaper. And strata managers saying this is what the regulations mean by double glazing or triple glazing. And I thought, I don't know of anybody who's selling triple glazed secondary <laughs> windows. I mean, that would mean that you're putting in a double glazed window inside an existing window, which I suppose you could do, but it seems excessive. So I called Fair Trading, said, what do you mean by this? You know, can you give us a definition, your definition, it's your law, it's your regulation. How do you define double glazing? And they came back and said, we don't. If you, <laughs> it's a, I mean, got to say, it's a ridiculous response. If you want to put double glazing in and you're not sure whether it's covered by the regulation, Ask the glazier if it is. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What do you think the person selling the glass is going to say when you go to them and say, hey, I want to put sealed unit double glazing in my apartment. Is that covered by the regulation? Are they going to say, oh, no, 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 no. You mustn't do that. <laughs> They're going to well, say, how big and expensive would you like it to be? So it's Dracula and the blood bank. Yeah. Mm. 
And then they said, and if you then go to your committee and they say, no, no, that's not covered by the regulation, then you should go to Fair Trading for Mediation and go to NCAT. Oh, good grief. And Wouldn't it be easier just to define it in the just first Just define place? it. So just, we all just, know where we stand. Just say, look, this is secondary. If they put it into the regulation, this is secondary double glazing, which does not involve changing the existing windows. That would be fine. Everybody would know where they stood. But, mm. you know, fair trading is never wrong <laughs> about anything. So this is not going to get changed anytime soon, I don't think. And meanwhile, our guy with the thicker glass, there are some people saying, if you're putting thick thicker glass in the existing window frames, you're going to need new frames because the glass is thicker. Mm. He says, the glazier says, no, we can use the existing frames. So that's going to be the discussion. He's got to get approval or, or proof from the glazier that the frames aren't going to change. And then I would say that is a minor renovation. Wow. But it is pretty crazy, isn't it? Especially at a time where climate change is likely to come back on the agenda with with a bang yep. because of the change in government in the US. Yep. Um, and a lot of people are wanting to be a lot more sustainable in their choices. Yep. A lot of people might be looking to install better windows to yeah. retain heat and make more better use of their air conditioning so they don't have to use it so often. So it just seems a really silly step that they're ducking the issue. Well, the other thing, it's interesting you raise that because the other thing in the regulations and certainly on the Fair Trading website, it says if your renovation is for sustainability, then it should be considered a minor re <gasps> renovation. So you could get around it in that way? You could, get, you could probably get around it that way. <laughs> or more likely end up in another huge fight with your strata committee over what the definition of sustainability <laughs> and double glazing and single glazing and secondary glazing and all those things are. It's annoying that the people who are supposed to make our lives easier are actually making them more difficult unnecessarily. Just sit down, have a think about it, put it in the regulation, and we can all stop worrying about it. We're just about done, but when we come back, some positive thoughts about living in apartments. That's after this. Sue, you've been dabbling in community Facebook pages. Yes, that's right. Like a lot of the built-up areas in, in Sydney, mostly ones that have a lot of apartments, there are Facebook pages for those areas now. Mm. And they've become incredibly active during COVID. And I have some plants on the balcony and they kind of look as if they're dying, really. That's because they are. Well, yeah, probably, because I just don't water them enough and I don't really know what to do with them. So I put out a message yesterday on the local Facebook page saying, hey, can anybody advise me of about my plants? And someone immediately came on and said, "Send put a po post some photos of your plants. So I did that. Right. And they came back and gave me detailed instructions on what to do. So I spent the morning cutting off dead bits, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully they will spring back to life. Isn't that fantastic that we do have these community things now? It is. There's the Potts Pointers is one of them, and Darlow Darlings. Yep. And, and these are independently run by, is it like one person who runs it, or is it a committee? Or um, Usually it's one, one enthusiast, or it can be a couple of enthusiasts mm. bear the burden, because a lot of their... They check that posts aren't going to be defamatory or difficult because I think there was one Facebook page that had to be closed down when, when two residents kind of got into a fight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but there are so many now and it, it's yeah. creating a real fantastic sense of community and, and it can be 
people can be talking about the US election or they can be talking about really local things like can someone lend me some moving boxes, which I think is the, the number one topic of conversation on many of these Facebook pages. <laughs> and can someone um, suggest a tutor for my my son who's not doing very well in maths it's all mm. kind of really can yeah. somebody else look after my dog because i've got to go away for a weekend and my cats because really i'm going away on holiday yeah oh. and it's it's a great it's a great asset i think can they work in apartment blocks they certainly can we've um, seen a lot of apartment buildings open up whatsapp pages just right. for them or facebook pages or obviously have their own websites as well right can we have our sponsors our friends stratabox they have that kind of thing too, they do. don't they? Which yeah. is a little bit, a little bit more building managementy, because mm. they can also work out levies and and minutes and things like that. But they have a social component in that where people mm. can go on and and communicate with each other. That's really fantastic because one person came back on that Facebook page and said, "By the way, do you realise that you have?" somebody in your same building who is a gardener and i'm sure he'd come and look at the plants for you wow i had no idea yeah but you got freaked out that they knew what building you lived in yes never mind (laughs) (laughs) but go on be honest what are the most popular posts on these like this pot animals animals the best the best most um liked post i've ever had was when I took a picture of three chihuahuas waiting outside the local supermarket. Right. And the second most popular post I've ever had is when I took a photo, buoyed by the popularity of that one, I took a photo of three poodles. Right. <laughs> in a cafe. Right. <laughs> it's a bit... But everybody likes pictures of sweet animals, really. I tell you what, if I if I ever open a Mexican restaurant, I'm going to call it three chihuahuas. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you've got your logo ready to go okay that's it short to the point sweet funny i hope (laughs) um and we're back so uh thanks very much sue thanks jimmy and thanks for listening Bye. bye thanks for listening to the flat chat rap podcast you'll find links to the stories and other references on our website flat-chat.com.au And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again. Talk to you again next week.